From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Oh yes, Mr. Robert, thank you very much. It's me, it's Mike. Mike Davidson lives is the name of the podcast. Thanks for downloading this latest and a day late podcast. Glad you can do it all the same and apologies for that. Uh, Usually I do it twice a week. I record Sunday, Wednesday nights, try to get the podcast out as soon as possible. was going to do that Wednesday night, but uh, I fell asleep. I was wiped. I was worn out. I wasn't feeling well. Uh, a little more energetic tonight. Got caffeine in my system. I'm good to go. But uh, last couple of days here in the Midwest, just ooh, hot as hell. And uh, was contending with the heat at work uh, both Wednesday and Thursday. I work in a warehouse where uh, it's ambient temperature, which means there's no AC, so the summer sucks, and there's no heat, so the winter also sucks. Um, But uh, just oppressive humidity, temperatures well into the 90s. I think today the high temperature in Fort Wayne was like 95, 96, something like that. Heat index uh, around 110. Thankfully, I wasn't in the sun, but uh, I took better care of myself today than I did uh, and by today, I mean Thursday, and I did Wednesday. Wednesday, I just, it was amazing I was able to drive home. It really was. Uh, but uh, when you work in thing, when you work in a situation like that, you have to keep hydrated, you have to keep your electrolytes up, you have to eat. People forget to eat in the heat. And you just have to take breaks and find air conditioning where you can. And uh, I'm not the only one that was feeling bad yesterday. In fact, uh there is a bug going around through my house. Uh, both uh, my daughters missed a day of school earlier this week because they had a summer cold, and Lana's is still kicking her backside a little bit. In fact, uh, just before I came up here, uh, she woke up, sat in my lap, and was coughing a whole lot. Got her some water. She seems to be doing a lot better now. Uh, Logan, sick too. Runny nose and other things are runny as well. Less said about that, the better. Hopefully, uh, hopefully everybody gets rested up for the weekend here. Um, did not get a chance to see the uh, Thursday night finale, the preseason finale, Colts and Eagles. I know there was the uh, the fight, the joint practice session, but it's not surprising uh, when you do a joint practice with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, but I guess uh, during the game, and I did not get a chance to see the game, uh, Anthony Richardson scored a touchdown and trolled the Eagles with their fly, Eagles fly chant. Not sure how I feel about that. I mean, I, uh, I, I kind of like the fact that he's got balls, but he's also a rookie. And you might want to keep the powder a little bit dry there, kid. But uh, see how he performs during the regular season. I'm, I'm, I don't even know if I'm optimistic about the season. I'm just, I'm just going to sit down and watch each game and go, okay, here goes something. So uh, we'll see what pans out with that. Reggie Bush, by the way former NFL player, better college player, a former Heisman winner. Uh, and I have to say former because he no longer has a trophy. He had to vacate that um, because of some accusations that uh, USC treated him and his family a little too good. He is actually suing the NCAA uh, to get the trophy back since you have all these uh, new rules and such about uh, transfer portals and making money off your likeness and everything and they say well we can't really do anything about past past uh you know punishments because that was in the past but he's saying uh his name has been besmirched uh that he was not paying uh 
He was not playing because he was paid. It was not pay for play, any of that. He's filed a lawsuit against it. Um, I don't know if he's got... I'll say this. Like, in a court of law with a sane judge, I don't think he's got much of a leg to stand on because those were the rules back then. But this is the NCAA we're talking about, and they will bow to money. And this, and this is the can of worms they opened up when they allow players to make money. Because the guys that did it before are like, okay, what we were doing, was it so wrong? Well, those are the rules back then. Yeah, that's what you're dealing with now. Um, so, so Reggie Bush is suing to get his trophy back, and uh, this could lead to a floodgate of a whole bunch of other stuff. I uh, do want to do a couple quick RIPs. Uh, two wrestling guys have died back-to-back last couple of days. Terry Funk, 78 years old, legend. Hardcore wrestler, uh, made a few appearances in a few movies, including Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone. Uh, he and Mick Foley were sparring partners for years, and uh, Mick Foley uh, paid tribute to him. But at 78 years old, I think he uh, he was battling dementia, and that's just a terrible way to go. I've mentioned that time and time again in previous podcasts, and uh, just earlier this evening, Bray Wyatt... I, a uh, little after my time as a wrestling fan, I really haven't watched wrestling in a while, but Bray Wyatt, a former WWE champ, dead at the age of 36. This guy is seven years younger than me, and I guess he had some heart issues. He recently uh, contracted COVID. Uh, I do have a little bit of a COVID thing here uh, coming up, by the way. Um, but uh, I've COVID, if you are someone who deals with heart issues, is a bad thing. You know, if it's just, you know, somebody, oh, it's like getting a cold, but if, like, you have heart issues, and I guess Bray Wyatt had um, heart issues, and it just did a number on him, 36, it's a damn shame, but uh, condolences to both uh, his family and Terry Funk's family. Logan Paul, he's a noxious ass that's on, um, on social media and YouTube, and he fights people, because... That's what that's what you do on social media. You get into fights with people. He actually fight literally fights people. Um, he doesn't seem like a very intellectual person to me, uh, because he apparently walked. He, he bragged about this uh, walking out of Oppenheimer after 15 minutes because there was too much talking. Oh no, not one of those things where people have conversations. <laughs> so he doesn't strike me as a very smart person, but yeah. If, if he sat through all three hours of the movie and said, yeah, I didn't care for it, it was boring, I think I'd have a little more respect for him than walking out 15 minutes into the damn movie. Because, I mean, that's they're basically just setting up what's going on in any movie. Uh, I can't remember ever walking out of a movie myself. And I've sat through some really bad, shitty movies, Batman and Robin being uh, top of the list. Uh, I do remember uh, back at Ball State, uh, a couple of fraternity brothers of mine, uh, Chris Passa, Brian Masters, those dudes would sit late at night in the room drinking, watch anything, anything. They rented the DVD, Freddy Got Fingered, starring Tom Green. Five minutes into it, they stopped, they took it out, and they never tried watching it again because it was that bad that bad and they would watch anything but that was just that was the one movie that i don't know if that counts as walking out but that's the only movie that's the one movie i can recall those dudes just saying no this movie sucks 
I don't think Oppenheimer is in that same category, by the way. Even if you don't like it, it's it's still got some stuff going on for it. Uh, one thing that's, that's not going on anytime soon is uh, writing and acting in new movies and t- TV shows. The strike's still going on. I think the Writers Guild, uh, not very impressed with what the studio offered them up here. I think this was just announced hours ago. And so that, that strike keeps going on. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's really going to miss it. Um, I mean, we we will, after a while, we're going to be like, okay, is there anything new coming out? If it's not, let's just uh, busy ourselves with stupid TikTok videos, I guess. Um, but uh, the networks have got to get a little nervous. I mean, if you got NFL on your network, you might do okay. But you don't have any shows to promote uh, during the NFL games, which actually might be a benefit for NFL fans that get stu- uh I get kind of pissed off about those promotions. But uh, uh, CBS, desperate for content. Uh, in September, they're going to start streaming, uh, or not streaming, but they're going to take from their streamer Paramount Plus, uh, Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds. They're going to put that on the network and pass it off as new new content. It's not new because it's been streaming for a couple of seasons on Paramount Plus, but to the lay person that doesn't have a streaming platform, who is not watching the streaming platform, there's quite a few of them, uh, it's new to you, even though nobody's watching network television. So don't be surprised if uh, ABC sees that, or Peacock, and they go to their, uh, or Peacock, NBC, and they go to like Hulu or uh, Disney Plus or Peacock and try to do the same thing the longer the strike goes on. Who knows? Maybe uh, you... I, the one cool thing about um, uh, about the pandemic years back, and I'm doing air quotes because the pandemic pretty much sucked, but uh, CBS didn't have a lot of content because all these shows were shut down. And so they did Sunday Night at the Movies again, and they just uh, they re-ran classic uh, Paramount movies because, you know, Paramount, Viacom, CBS, but uh, you had Mission Impossible, some of the Indiana Jones movies. Maybe, uh, maybe the networks start doing that. Remember when that thing was a thing? Okay, uh, the average American worker uh, will not leave their job for a new job unless they're uh, getting paid at least eighty thousand dollars. Got this linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, I, and I've got two minds about this story. There's a, there's a part of me looking at that story, going, "Okay, you're expecting too much. Grow up. Take take what they offer you. Don't be a prima donna. You're not worth that much." Blah blah blah. But then again, uh, I also pay a mortgage and bills and groceries and gas for my car and various things for my kids. And I notice, hey, uh, shit's getting expensive. And it's still getting expensive and even more expensive. So I, I kind of get it. Uh, I think we all just would rather have the winning lottery ticket and uh, Amscray away from uh, the job environment. But $80,000... Uh, if you want to pay me $80,000 for anything legal, let me know. I'll, uh, I'm open for any new idea. Uh, let's see. X versus Threads. I said this last podcast. Uh, and by the way, I noticed this tonight. Uh, my Twitter bird has finally gone away on my phone. It's now AX. I don't know if I still tweet on X. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to just say tweet. Uh, but it's now AX, according to my phone. I said this last podcast uh, when uh, Elon Musk had that uh, scuffle with James Wood. I, si- I si- sided with James Woods because I, I, I get why 
people would want the block button, conservative, liberal, or whatever. If somebody gets a little nutty, uh, you don't want them to interact with you. You don't want them, um, you know, basically just harassing you. And Elon's trying to do away with that. I said that the only way Twitter X, X Twitter, uh, fails is through Elon Musk. And uh, that still holds true because I'm looking at uh, threads, that thing that uh, Mark Zuckerberg launched a great fanfare just after the 4th of July weekend. And this thing is tanking, man. 80% drop in interaction on this thing. Like, they're 80% drop in engagement. Nobody's doing a damn thing with threads. Now, this company, Meta, still owns Instagram and still owns Facebook, and those things get used quite a bit, but Threads itself, nada. And it's funny to think about, because uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, there was that big fracas with uh, Doja Cat and uh, her followers, because she said, uh, you know, there's all these people with fan pages, you need to get a life and get jobs and stuff, and uh, people got upset about it, but she made this comment on Threads. Something that nobody actually uses. So, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to have any more celebrity blow-ups on that platform. I don't think anybody's going to give a shit, really. But Thread's dying, and uh, Twitter X, well, God, I mean, you know, Trump actually tweeted something tonight. Can you believe that? That's nuts. Uh, it might still have life yet. Sam Bankman-Fried, on the other hand, not having much of a life because he violated his parole, um, uh, I think through intimidation or showing evidence that uh, his ex-girlfriend or whatever contacted she, He was basically talking to the press and that violated an agreement uh, with his parole. So now he's back in jail and uh, the poor bastard, y your heart breaks for this, uh, uh, for this Bernie Madoff light, right? Uh, he's... Because he's a vegan, and they don't have vegan food in the jail, he's having to actually eat bread and water. Well, I don't know if his diet's gluten-free, but uh, who gives a crap at this point? Uh, a lot of people had to eat, like, cat food or whatever because uh, he defrauded them on uh, Bitcoin. But poor Sam Bakeman freed. Oh. And the thing that kills me about this dude, not necessarily about him, but the press, like, when all this crap happened, like, I don't recall this with Bernie Madoff uh, when he got caught defrauding a bunch of people or with Enron and those executives, you know, when when those people actually effed other people, uh, they were, they were uh, raked over coals, man, hot burning coals. Uh, it seemed like a lot of people in the press were trying to hold uh, Sam Bankman-Fried with kid gloves, like oven mitts. Because, well, you know, we see that you donated to Democrats. You must be a good guy. It doesn't matter who the hell you donated to. If you ripped off somebody, if you if you uh, basically destroyed other people's wealth because you're bad with money, you're not a good person, you suck at your job, and you have no consideration whatsoever about how those people made out after your mistakes. So enjoy the bread and water there, Sam Bankman Freed. All right. Um, have you heard about the, was this, the new Iris COVID strain out there? There's been a spike. And, and when they say, you know, hospitalizations are up X percent from the previous month compared to now, 
when it comes to COVID. It seems like they're just playing a numbers game. They're not really giving you uh, the number of patients that are in the hospital. They're just saying, oh, it's up. And they're not talking about uh, what's exas- what COVID is exasperating. They're just saying, oh, COVID, uh, it's up. Uh, and the iris straight. I don't think, I mean, I know this thing's been out for like three years now, COVID. I don't think, uh, you know, colds, flus, uh, anything else that's uh, seasonal gets gets this minute of a coverage. Like there's now an iris strain of COVID. Uh, and then trying to make this a big thing because Lionsgate Studios, in um, which is out in California, I think, or it's somewhere, and Morris Brown College in Atlanta are uh, two entities that have decided to go back to masks. There's mask mandates at a small, historically black college in Atlanta, Georgia, and a Hollywood movie studio. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a tough sell this time around if you try to get people to wear masks. Why? Because we still had millions of people get sick from COVID. There were still people that died of COVID restrictions. And some of the things you had people doing were pretty freaking humiliating. And I'm not just talking about the masks. I'm talking about not having funerals to say goodbye to people that died during this damn thing. Or visiting people in the hospital. Or having kids sit far away from each other and eating outside when the weather was bad. Like, this stuff has been documented I think it's going to be a hard sell to get people on board with that again because they're kind of looking back at it going, okay, no, this is stupid. We're not going to do it. It's a little easier to do it with a college in a Hollywood studio. And I'll just leave it to your own imagination as to why that's a little easier. All right. um, I saw this earlier today. And I want to tie this to another story. Uh, and this, this will seem like reaching. And maybe it is reaching, but when I see the stories like this, I, I I don't think they're too much of a coincidence. I'm not much of a conspiracy theory nut, but I I do I do see creep when I when it happens. Um, you know, one of the big conspiracy theories out there is the Great Reset, uh, World Economic Forum. I guess they had a promotional video that was. Uh, put on their website back in 2016 basically they're saying you would you would own nothing and be happy and a lot of people have been doing a lot of aha aha you know trying to prove that these guys and gals are trying to take everything you own limit all you can eat and and basically live as happy automatons in their uh, in their utopian society right well okay i i and i'm not trying to go to uh, alex jones links here but uh, there's a little group called C40 Cities. And these are like 100 cities around the world that are trying to reduce their carbon emissions. And 14 of those cities are here in America. And they do include places like Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, Houston, Austin, Texas, and uh, a few other places. And their goal right now, uh, by 2030, is to not have any dairy or meat within their city limits. And to limit uh, car ownership, like, uh, you know, you can't own a car in these cities. And there's no legislation that I'm seeing right now that would hint at that, but these are targets, targets, uh, goals for these cities. 
even if they don't hit it at 2030, that doesn't mean these goals go away. Why would you be concerned about me having a steak on a Saturday or uh, drinking a cold glass of milk to go along with my uh, my dessert or me owning a car for that matter? Um, and then, you know, there's other things like limiting the amount of clothes you own. It, it, it's it's linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. It is uh, a story on the right-leaning Federalists, but I was, I was reading this and it's just like, well, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, politicians in those cities would go for it because they're a bit on the socialist side in those cities, and this does look a little bit socialist to me. Which, you know, bigger the city, the more problems you have, the more control people try to exert on you. And it's quite literally too many cooks in the kitchen spoiling your broth. The smaller the town, the better the meal is what I'm getting at. Now, you could be saying, well, that's just... That's just a goal. That's just silly. Maybe they they won't pass any laws for that sort of thing. Okay. Then I saw this story uh, earlier this week. Uh, Yum. Yum Food Group, which is owned by Pepsi. Taco Bell, KFC, Pizza Hut. You might have eaten at those places before. Uh, they are uh, considering going cashless soon. Like, they will no longer take cash, even in their stores, for payment. It would be electronic. And some of the people have talked about cashless society. And, you know, this isn't some uh, weird fad that some uh, mom-and-pop restaurant is coming up with. This is a pretty big corporation uh, deciding to do that. And, uh, you know, when you have a corporation doing this and you see a story about uh, cities trying to limit meat and dairy consumption and the amount of cars you own... It gives you pause. And don't forget, according to the Federalist here, I mean, uh, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, has uh, put a cap of how much meat uh, schools can serve and uh, prisons can serve. London is hoping to do away with new gas-powered cars by 2030. Not London, but the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom is hoping to do this. And And London, I believe, is a C40 city. So you see these stories. I mean, it's... Too much of a coincidence, right? Yeah. So, uh, something to think about here. Uh, and I've been saying it before, man. Uh, if if you want to know peace, you, you go out into a smaller community. Go to a smaller town. Uh, you go where the people ain't. And if you have fewer neighbors, the better off you will be. Believe me, you definitely will be. All right. Uh, and, and these next uh, next two stories might convince you that I'm right here. I don't think I'm wrong. Um, but uh, this is a story for the Babylon Bee. And again, you know, always a coincidence. It's linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page because it's, uh, it's something to look at, something to talk about. Um, crime is on the rise, as you know. It's a, it's a scary world out there. I mean, I uh, just talked about not too long ago how the city of Hammond, which is across state here, not too far from Chicago, uh, put a time limit, uh, basically a time limit on how, how long gas stations could be open daily. I think they have to be closed from midnight to 5 a.m. to curb robberies. I don't think that's going to do a damn thing. Um, but, you know, a lot of people carry weapons, you know, licensed, concealed carry, that sort of thing, guns. I have no problem with a gun owner. Uh, but some people are a little nervous to carry guns. Okay. Well, you have to have something, right? Like mace. Maybe a knife, maybe a baseball bat. This video 
the social media video video that uh, the Babylon Bee has decided to display on their website. This girl is trying to tell you that uh, the best defense to have is a bat, baseball bat, kept covered with a sock, I guess, to cushion the blow against the would-be assailant, the robber, the rapist, the whoever, because you don't want to hurt this person. I winced wa looking at this. <laughs> I winced very hard um, because we're, we are a spoiled society. Uh, you know, this country's been going... Um, North of what? How long now? Too damn long. I get it. Uh, <laughs> almost 250 years. Almost 250 years. And I don't think people understand struggle all that much in this society. And it's not to say that struggle doesn't exist. But, I mean, this is a country that uh, had to throw the Redcoats out. That fought itself over slavery, civil war. Yeah, the Civil Rights Movement, you had two world wars, you had the Great Depression, you had all sorts of uh, tumultuous, tumultuous time periods in this country's history. But some people, I don't think, really understand struggle, and that uh, if society fails, you, you kind of have to hurt somebody that's trying to hurt or violate or kill you. So who gives a crap uh, if the bat has a sock on it? In fact, it probably shouldn't have a sock on it. It should probably be wrapped in barbed wire. If you're not going on a gun, have something that can inflict damage on an assailant. I'm not saying become a vigilante, but Jesus, I mean, put a sock on a bat. That's going to stop him. Oh, they, he might appreciate the fact that you let him live. Yeah, that works out very well. By the way, this man, I don't know who you are, sir. But if you were on the ballot in 2024, I definitely would uh, vote for you. This was uh, just, I think... Just north of South Bend, in uh, the Great Lake state of Michigan, happened earlier this month. But uh, the police said that they're not charging this man. But uh, there was a gas station robbery, um, where this guy got behind the counter with a clerk with a box cutter and was looking to do some damage. Well, there was a customer in store with a six pack of beer in his hand, and he had a license to conceal carry. He had a license to carry a gun. He took out his gun in one hand and shot the robber, the would-be robber, three times. Uh, once in the face, once in the arm, I think once in the back. But yeah, shot him in the face. I mean, he meant business. He did that in one hand and still held on to the six-pack of beer he was going to purchase. Uh, so the guy that did this is not going to be charged. Thank God. Uh, he's a hero. He saved this man's life. And uh, the would-be robber... Uh, the would-be robber went to a hospital in South Bend to be patched up. And by the way, the the loser that tried robbing the gas station for a sockback lady, three-time felon prior to this. Three-time felon. He's, he's effed up three times. He's broken the law three times. Didn't think anything of going behind the counter with a box cutter to uh, cut this man who was doing his job. Uh, yeah, that's what you're dealing with. And of course, uh, guns, a great equalizer for man, woman out there, uh, looking, looking to protect themselves. Again, that story, if it's not already, it will be up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Great place to go and conversate. Finally, uh, out in Nebraska. Yeah. I kind of wrap it up a little early here. Uh, this, uh, this FedEx employee went beyond, uh, the call of duty. And uh, what happened was, this was caught on a doorbell cam. 
he got on the porch, was dropping off a package, and he noticed a rattlesnake, a big honking rattlesnake on the porch. And I guess a, a kid in the house came out, and uh, the FedEx guy said, no, go back in the house, I'll take care of it. The guy disappears for a little bit, comes back with a big effing shovel, and proceeds to basically become Joe Pesci to this snake's Billy Bats and beat this thing to effing death. Killed this rattlesnake. And then, uh, you know, he uh, took the, the body and threw it away. And I guess he left a note saying, hey, sorry about the blood, but uh, here's your package. Yeah, he, sa he pretty much saved that kid's life. And by the way, if if you're a delivery driver, I don't care if you're FedEx, uh, United States Postal Service, or uh, the very rich guys at UPS because, you know, what can green do for you? You know, if you get to kill a varmint, a varmint that could do damage to an owner or his or her family, I think you should be allowed to steal a minimum of three packages. I think it's only fair. That's, I mean, if you can't get a, a bonus, because I understand times are tight, you get to at least steal three packages at random, though. You don't know what's in those packages. It's It could be anything. I mean, it could be, it could be a, uh, you know, one of those overnight letters with a big check in it or you know it could be a bowling ball or it could be sexy lingerie who knows but that would be your reward for beating the living shit out of a rattlesnake and that is all until the next time stay fresh you've been listening to mike davidson live be sure to check him out on social media like him at facebook.com backslash m davidson lives follow him on twitter look for at davidson lives